listening to a special bonus recording of Ouija Broads. I'm Liz. This is Devin. I don't, what? You threw that off. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't say this is Liz you and it blew your entire mind. <laughs> I'm Devin. There you go. You edit that shit. I don't think I can. I don't think I you think can. This is so unique. So, yep. speaking of unique things, many podcasts have books. Mm-hmm. Many go on live tour, yeah. Make videos or animate things. Make some kind of yeah, animate things. We thought, let's go in a different direction. Oh yeah, we're going. Let's tickle a different sense. Oh, <laughs> oh, we're going the Britney Spears route, friends. The Celine yes. Dion route. Yes. We have our own perfume line. Goddamn right we do. One of the really great things that I love is that you and I are surrounded by a lot of talented women. And one of these talented women owns Eldon Fragrances, who creates scents, who creates lines of scents based on different things she loves. And one of the things she happens to love is us, because she's fucking Mm -hmm. smart. Thanks. We assume you love us. I was already a fan, actually. I had gotten into it via the Fairy Tale Princess collection. Yeah. If you go to Ouijabrods.com slash fragrance, you're gonna get to Smell the Weird Ouijabrods collection. <laughs> no, smell weird. You're gonna get to smell weird. Yeah. So we wanted to tell you about them and give you our impressions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these were as much fun, I think, to work on the um what are they like the taglines for as they yeah. were to work with Elden Fragrances and coming up with what the notes for each, like what what f- smells would represent what stories? Yes. I would like to start with Shanghai Tunnels, since that is the sample that I have currently open, and it's the one that I'm smelling. Okay, let me get out my Shanghai Tunnels. Can you read while I smell? Yeah, sure. Shanghai Tunnels. <sighs> Alluring scents draw you into an unfamiliar corner of the city, but keep your wits about you, or you'll find yourself out to sea. This opulent perfume features notes of pico tea, jasmine, lemongrass, and opium, with delicate notes of rain, apples, and the ocean breeze. This one is so sexy. It really this is. This is like one of my favorites. I have two favorites, and this is one of them. And the only reason why it's not the one I wear every day is I'm like, this This is going to be like something where like the cat walks under the paintbrush and Pepe Le Pew oh God. goes after right? her. Like, I can't unleash this on the world. No, this but is this is a very sexy uh, one, and I like it. Very deeply very scented <laughs> evening kind mm-hmm. of perfume. Mm-hmm. I like it for that. It specifically has jasmine, black opium. I don't know how they do that. I don't know. I assume they do, I, they're they not, like, distilling poppies. Yeah, right. I don't know. There's a perfume component. Mm-hmm. The pico tea, apples and oranges, a tropical blend, lemongrass, rain, ozone, and the ocean breeze. So one of the things I like about this is it's got kind of the more sultry opium jasmine floral yeah. musky kind of stuff yeah. but also has this edge of the ocean and rain yeah perfect for organs and for the shanghai tunnels and for this this cultural mix liz shanghai tunnels was an episode you you researched sorry i, I can't talk because i'm still smelling this one uh it's an episode <laughs> that you researched do you want to give us the kind of overview Yeah, Shanghai Tunnels was episode 31. I think it was my first Portland one, because I definitely go on a huge digression about Reed and urban legends associated with Reed. Oh, yeah, about the the owl and stuff like that. Yeah, 
But the basics of it is that shanghaiing is when somebody gets you super wasted, and then you wake up and all of a sudden you're on a ship for, you know, a year three years, and you have to work mm-hmm. to pay them back for your passage. Yeah. So that's what you get shanghaied. Incidentally, Portland also has underground tunnels, yeah. which they used to transport things back in the day. So these two <laughs> things came together and created this legend that Portland has what they call the Shanghai tunnels, which are conceptually, I guess, a tunnel that they would drag you through yeah. after you'd been incapacitated to Shanghai you. Yeah. No, I think Portland had a lot of Shanghaiing, and it also had tunnels. Yeah. But I loved the concept of this kind of dark side of the Rose City, this mix of East and West, mm-hmm. this strong influence of immigrant populations, and this super dangerous part of Portland. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, I always joke about, like, Portlandia is the new thing, but it used to be somewhere between, like, Vegas and the Moss Eisley Cantina. Oh, God. Like, they would fuck you up back in the Little day in Portland. fucking outlaw town, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's... I think she did a nice job capturing this. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, that is also one of mm-hmm. my favorite scents. Mm, you want me to talk about the next one? Yeah, would you? Let's grab Manitou Park next. <laughs> I remember that's episode nine. Let's go all the way back. Oh. Manitou Park. I'll read it this time. The promenade of yesteryear's gentry, the ground for Manitou Park, is lovingly laid with undertones of greenery and musk. Then, scents from the award-winning rose and lilac gardens waft on the breeze to mingle with exotic jasmine and Victorian tuberose in a turn-of-the-century blend. See, she made a pun on scent. Yep, century. century. What do you mean, she? That's, I did it. You did that? I wrote of this. Of course she did God that. Damn, of woman. Of course she made that pun. Yeah. I don't remember. It wasn't just now. <laughs> so of course else, I don't remember. Who else would make that pun for you? I don't Me. It, you're right. Your only love. you. It's only you always. Thank you. A turn of the century blend that's anything but old fashioned. Okay. And smell this. Because, like, we, the process for doing these was a lot of, like, back and forth about kind of here's the inspirations, mm-hmm. here's the references, here's what's going to work, here's what's going to not. And then a lot of sending vials back and forth and smelling. Yes. Them. That was <laughs> and having so random wonderful. little vials around the house, which is just very fun. The cat loved, because they came with these little tags on them, so the cat could pick up the tag mm-hmm. and then run away with the vial. That's where half of them have gone. <laughs> A lesser known issue. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of yeah. those scents that I love, but I want my house to smell like this more than it's a scent that I want to wear. And so I don't want to say anything negative hmm. about these, Liz, but should I be that honest? Yeah, I think you totally can. Because one of the things that I like about them and why I was willing to work on this is that it's not like, to me, most perfume smells like when you walk into a department store and there's a perfume counter and it smells like every perfume at once. And every perfume that you smell from there smells about 80% like all the perfume. And these do not smell perfumey to me. No, they smell like other things. So, and I think that's... Like, they're not calibrated to be so generic that everybody is going to love every single one the same amount. Yeah. 
Yeah. I see what you're saying. And I would like this one for wearing, or I would, I like anything that smells like this. Yeah, I would, I, I would. a good one. I would really like this as a candle. I mean, it, it does to me, it smells like outside. It smells like greenery. It smells like in the mm-hmm. spring and you open your windows and that's great. I'm not a huge fan of musk scents on myself. And for whatever reason, in some of these other ones, I don't pick up on that note. But in Manitou Park, it's just earthy enough. Uh, the undertone is just earthy enough because you really do get that floral scent too. But it's just mm-hmm. earthy enough that, like I said, I would love for my house to smell like this. That's great. But I don't think it would wear well for me. Well, that's part of the, the chemistry of it, right? Yeah. Is, like, how your body reacts with it as well. Yeah. And, like, how it, it what do they call it? The dry down. Oh. How, how it changes versus, like, the top note versus after it's been on you for a moment. So, that's okay. Are you talking about alcohol yeah. or are you talking about... No, legitimately, sense. because there was a Babysitter's Club book where they designed a perfume. I learned these things. <laughs> From the baby, And I saved club. it forever. <laughs> so that you, you're such a baby witch. You just wanted to make potions. I just wanted to make potions. When I was a kid, I used to sit there. I would pick up, like, all the, the crab apple petals. From under the yes. crab apple tree and mash them all up into a bowl yes. with, like, a little water. And then it would yes. not become perfume. Surprisingly, it did not. We did that in the bird bath, and then Dad got real mad because the birds weren't hanging out anymore. <laughs> mm, sorry, because there's rotting vegetation in the bird bath. Can't imagine how this happens. Right. It's just mysterious. Really confusing to me, Dad. Mm, smelled should. real good at the time. This was in episode nine. That yeah, was Manitou which- Park. You talked about this one, too. Yeah, this was like the first one that we did that is on the main feed right now because it's the yeah. first one where I listened to it and I went, oh, that's what we're trying to do. Right. Yes. And it was good because it was kind of a grab bag of a lot of different things about Manitou Park, which has been the yeah. gift that keeps on giving. Oh, my so God. So Manitou, this had like the picnic table stackings, the, <laughs> the fact that we ended up with sunken gardens just because everybody walked off with the topsoil. Yes. The hell trolley. The, yes. There's a lot going on in there. So Manitou itself is like... I mean, the way that you wrote it here, the the promenade of yesteryear's gentry, I can visualize it, probably because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of postcards of, like, ladies <sighs> in real big hats. Real like, big hats. Real big hats, like sombreros, but with feathers. <laughs> no, not with feathers. Flowers. Sombreros, but with flowers. Yeah. <laughs> and feathers. They just and put everything feathers. up there. And everything. So, yeah, the lilacs that made Spokane the lilac city, but also the roses and jasmine and a victorian element that's what you get with the manitou park one yeah so i dig it yep i'm gonna pick a me one i'm gonna go with gray lady oh gray lady is my day today did you know that i did not know that oh yes. my goodness gray lady is my other favorite let me find my baggie here i could have just grabbed the little bottle i actually just, have yeah exactly yeah i like to wear the- it actually is i have such long hair i um well, actually spray it, like, on the nape of my neck under my Ooh. hair. And then kind of when, when, go when ahead. my hair moves, yeah. Then you can, yeah. yes. Yeah, because, like, I'm, I'm aware that people have scent sensitivities, so I try not to be, like, that bitch that's walking around with an entire, like, yeah. Yeah. scent bubble in the manner of Glinda yeah. the Good Witch or something. But, yeah, this is, this I love. Do you want to read it or should I read it? Grey Lady. 
In the cliffside lighthouse lingers a presence otherworldly yet gentle. This lovely scent combines brisk notes of salt water with ladylike violet and chamomile. I really do love this one. I can see this mm-hmm. as being a really good daily wear. Like, when I smell it, I wouldn't say, like, yes, violet, or yes. Mm-mm. There's a white musk component, and there's yeah. a salt water component. Yeah. And you put them all together, and it's, like, it's complex, but it's not overpowering. And I like it a lot. And where'd we, where's the gray lady from? Uh, the gray lady is Rue, and she's in Hasita Head Lighthouse, which has yeah. also now got that bed and breakfast that you can go to. And Rue is... If you recall from that episode, which I don't remember the number of. It's 32, actually. We, 32. You did it right after I did Shanghai Tales, oddly. Oh, fuck yeah. Good job, us. Mm-hmm. That may just reflect how many episodes we had done when we started making these. I think you might be right, because mm-hmm. I was still in Boston when we were sampling these. Um, wow. But, but Rue is the uh, supposed mother of a little girl who drowned while the family was caretaking this lighthouse. And in some versions, I think Rue dies of a broken heart. And in others, she kind of throws herself into the sea uh, in her grief. But now she supposedly haunts the lighthouse and the innkeeper's house and is a very helpful, sweet ghost. Uh, She cleans up things and accidentally startles workmen. All my life, I've needed to be able to smell like what I thought a ghost in a lighthouse smelled mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And now my dream has come true. Your dream has come so true, my princess. Yup. It's good. It's a good life. All right. What's the next one? Do you want to talk about Bigfoot next? Yeah. Oh, let me grab Bigfoot. Here we go. Let me grab a Bigfoot. Grab a Bigfoot. That's not a Bigfoot. That's not a Bigfoot. You have so Ooh. many things that could potentially be Bigfoot, Liz. This is... Hmm. surprising yeah they're just all like bears and <laughs> and woolly men <gasps> you tell me where it? you are um how about you read this one because i read gray lady deep in the evergreen rainforest mist hangs in the air and a velvety silence fills your ears did you catch a glimpse of something among the pines and cedars or was your imagination playing tricks on you the woodsy undertone of grass and moss finds you through the trees. Does this masculine, musky scent precede a hirsute forest prince? I want to believe. I'd listen to you read the phone book. <laughs> I landed it. I think I sold that one, man. You really sold that one. Which is hard to do because this scent is, I like it, but it's way too masculine for me to want to wear. Oh my god, do you remember what I said the first time I smelled the finished version? Was it what you imagine Terry Crews smells like? <laughs> no, I imagine Terry Crews smells like Old Spice. Well. Um, uh, my, my exact quote was, I would immediately jump anyone wearing this. That's right. So it was Terry Crews. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so this yes. one has like, I don't know how uh, a perfume person does this, but it has like decayed rainforest, but also cedar and pine and mm-hmm. little animal musk energy yeah Yeah, this is one i would not wear for me just because i'm in a very femme place in my life right now yeah but yeah but oh i'm not mad at it no like you said if if a i would not kick anyone wearing this out of bed (laughs) for for anything specific or normally i feel like that goes with for eating crackers or something i'm not eating crackers with the person who is wearing this in my bed we are doing something else with our mouths. I like it. I bet it smells better than Bigfoot actually smells also. 
Oh my god, Bigfoot must have smelled gross. So mm-hmm. this, yeah. This what is, do you think Bigfoot really smells like? Not this. I think Bigfoot smells like you know, like like the towel that you dry your wet dog off with, and then you forget about it, and it kind of mildews. On the I was floor also of your thinking wet dog. Yeah. I feel like there'd probably be, like, if you got used to Bigfoot, there'd be moments when you'd be like, huh, kind of like how I like how dogs' feet kind of smell like corn chips. Oh, my God. Corn chip puppy feet are the best. Yeah. You think you'd get into it? You think you'd be like, all right, right, Bigfoot? I think there'd be moments when you'd been hanging out with Bigfoot for a while where you'd be like, oh, I don't mind that. But I feel like every time you saw Bigfoot for, like, the first five minutes of the interaction, you'd be kind of, like, breathing through your mouth or something a little bit. Just kind of adjusting. Yeah. I mean, like, so I've been around horses and cows and their short Mm -hmm. hair doesn't... I mean, obviously they have, like, an animal outside odor. But Mm -hmm. then I've also been around, like sheep and big dogs that are dirty and i think that bigfoot is a long-haired guy not a short-haired guy and so there is a lot of places for smells to get trapped much like with long-haired dogs and sheeps that's true and then i think also is there like a vegetarian is is there an herbivore versus carnivore issue and is bigfoot (gasps) a carnivore Good point. Yeah, he might smell differently based upon what he's eating. What's the worst smelling kind of animal you've ever smelled? Um, I feel like skunk is the one that most people would identify with quickly, but I honestly don't mind the way skunks smell. I kind of like it. I kind of like it sometimes. Like, I wouldn't like my... Yeah, I don't want my house to smell like Mm-mm. it, but I don't feel the need to hold my nose when I'm, like, driving no. past one. You know? No, totally. It's kind of like that, like, dirty man pheromone smell where you're just like, oh, I am part animal. Huh. <laughs> I remember those days. No, I think the worst smelling, I mean, like, Bailey had the absolute worst farts I have ever smelled <laughs> in my life. So oh, the worst man. smelling dog I can come up with is my sweet little dachshund. I don't know. What about you? I feel like there's got to be something worse, but he's pretty high up there, man. I guess there's a distinction between, like, the time Bailey ate all the chocolate (laughs) truffles and had to throw them up. And then to have smelled like truffles and dog throw up. (laughs) so bad. Because, like, that's like an incident. That's not, like, his baseline. Yeah. But to me, like... The sheer, like, oh, I don't think I want to go closer to that is um, maned wolves, which are oh. also called skunk wolves. Have you ever seen I these? I didn't know that. I mean, I've seen them. They're beautiful. They've got those long legs. and Yeah, they're kind of like, they look a little Pokemon-ish. Yeah, they do. They look kind of like somebody who'd never seen a fox had a fox described to them <laughs> and, like, <laughs> lost track of what they were doing and felt yeah. like they had to fill up the paper. Yeah. So they just, like, made the legs super long and yeah. the, they put a little mane on it to cover up where they had fucked up the neck. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. man, you can smell those things from a ways off. Can a ways you? off. Shoot, I had no idea. It's distinctive. Apparently, they use it to communicate. I, it sure communicated oh. to me. They did. They did. Yep. I, I, I came through. <laughs> is that all they say to each other is stay away? I don't know what they say to each other. Maybe if you're maned wolf, you're like, ooh. <laughs> What's <Yes>. up? <laughs> yeah. But I like this one. I think it is a little more mask, a little more like outdoorsy. Yeah. 
yeah. don't know. Like, versus, like, a cultivated garden, this is more like the woods. Oh, yeah. Deep woods. Yeah. Deep woods. Get in there. In All right. there. Uh, what, what one do you want to do next? Uh, let's do, the one that's on top of my pile is Raleigh Faulkner. Oh my god. I, yes, let me grab Raleigh here. Yeah. <laughs> you crazy fucker. Speaking of people that you wouldn't kick out of bed, are you, you sound no. like you're into him, but he's a bad guy, Liz. No, I'm, I'm not that kind of fan of Raleigh Faulkner. I just appreciate that this show brought into my life somebody so bizarre who I'd never heard of. Yeah. And, that, and, and just trying to, like, explain to anybody the trajectory of, well, I, I don't know. Hang on. Let me let this goddamn Boeing 787 <laughs> go over my house two feet above the chimney. The chimney that you saw have. from the inside yep. of your attic. Okay. Oh, my God. If my MacBook does not stop going to sleep, I will throw it out the window. You hear that, MacBook? You've been told. You've been warned. You've been put on blast! Okay. Okay. So, the thing that I think a lot of podcasters struggle with, that I've heard them talk about, and fortunately I don't have to deal with this because of having a day job, is you have to explain, half the time when people are like, what do you do? You have to explain what a podcast is. Yeah. If you want to explain, it's like a radio show that lives in your phone for free. <laughs> and I can say whatever I want for how much I want. Yeah. And nobody can stop me. <laughs> but it just makes you sound like you're in your own universe. It makes no, you yeah. sound like you're saying, I have a technology that allows me to beam my thoughts into the brains of others. With that as the baseline, like, from from square one, it's confusing to communicate. And then I try to imagine myself explaining. So through that, I did this episode on Manito. And through Manito, I discovered this person called Raleigh Faulkner. Mm -hmm. And then I went down what I hope is the deepest rabbit hole I will ever fall down in my life. And discovered the Grand Pacific Wizard of Bootlegging. (laughs) Who has... Magic and came from nowhere, sp- sprang into existence as a fully formed shithead at age 18 in Seattle. Don't know where the hell he came from. Stole his fiance's little sister for his bride. Has a magnificently bizarre, abusive, terrible relationship with her. Yeah. Produces a child. Alleges that he has hidden said child in Manitou, in a shack, to die. <laughs> To die, mm, sends the entire Spokane community looking for poor little Alice Bassie, who is fine. She's in a hotel. Yeah. Various other stops along the way. How to highlight this? There's the stop in McNeil Prison. There's the time when he gets let out of prison and they say, you're not going to go bug your wife, right? And he's like, absolutely not. Immediately goes, she's not there. (laughs) Stabs her landlord in the chest. He dies. Goes to jail. Bounces back out. Lots of bootlegging. Something something about a German plot to (laughs) blow up ships. Yeah. More bootlegging. More peaching. Which means when you flip... And betray mm-hmm. your it's comrades you in crime. It's when you squeal. That's when you become a stoolie. 
And then also there's like a name change in a whole episode with like a teenage girl and a Hollywood actress and the girls hiding in the chimney and there's judges <laughs> and there's bribery and there's jury nullification. <laughs> so like there's all that. And then at the end, once I've like downloaded that zip file into their head, I say, and then I made a perfume based on him. Yep. They're they're yep. gone. They're down yep. the street. Everyone's just backing away and like <laughs> calling somebody from their pocket to make sure that somebody can hear this conversation they're having. Yeah. All of which to say, Raleigh Faulkner, a man with a storied past and a stranger future. Raleigh Faulkner, or is it Roly Fremont Falconer, is a scent as enigmatic as its namesake, masculine and slightly musky, implying a long history of smoke drink, and underhanded dealings with just a hint that somebody's been peaching. We went there. We went there. It's so good. This perfume episode really is cursed for some reason. This is so cursed. We have, well, don't you remember? Wasn't Raleigh Faulkner? Oh my god, dude, this is fucking freaking me out. Oh my god, yes, the Raleigh Faulkner episode I think we taped three times. Three times. Three Holy times, shit. And now Liz. we're talking about him, and it's hung up on us three times. Four times. Four times. And stopped oh recording. All right, Raleigh Falk. Wow. I'm not going to wear you, and we have to stop talking about you. Dude, that's fucked it, up. It's got, like, a cash-worn paper company. Yeah. Yeah, that... Bay rum, whiskey, tobacco, peach, and gunpowder. Oh, so sexy. You wouldn't think it would work. It works no, well. No, it works really well. It is definitely the more mask version of Shanghai Tunnels, I think. Yeah, and I think actually that's why I'm kind of like, I didn't have this down as one of my favorite favorites. But now mm. I'm like, hmm. Well, I might actually rock something. this someday. I might I, I might think about it. It's hard to pick. Okay, so Palouse. Do that one. While you are... You see, somebody was just messaging me about how upset she was about this giant earthworm. Oh, that was so funny that we did have someone message saying that they're able to listen to, um, was it anatomy or was it murder or, yeah, true crime stuff. It was murder stuff, stuff, like true crime stuff. But the the giant palouse, it made her lose her lunch. Sorry, baby cakes. We're We're a mixed bag. Don't listen while you're eating. So palouse isn't a scent just about the earthworm. Um, If you recall my, you know, rapturous Mm. ramblings about the Palouse, it's a very distinctive ecosystem up here. It's a prairie grassland. It's only Palouse grassland is specific to this region. It's the only place in the world that has this type of grass and ecosystem and environment. It's fucking awesome. I did not appreciate it as a kid. I love the hell out of it now. But I'll tell you about the scent Palouse. It says... The rolling hills of a very special ecosystem open up in front of you in tones of green and gold. The earthy scent of loam and grass rises to blend with notes of sweet honey and lily of the valley. Mm, I get the honey in this. It's like compared to the ones we were just smelling, which are, I don't know if this is like a synesthetic thing or what, but like they're kind of warm and earth. It does feel super. And this is very like bright green. Springy. And I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm getting. Lily of the Valley is my mom's favorite mm-hmm. flower, so I feel like I am really trying to pick up on that, and I'm not pulling it out of it, but this oh, feels really? like such a good spring in the Palouse kind of breeze. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's got 
grass, dirt, honeycomb, and lily. Absolutely. Like, I, lo- I love that. I can, it gives me a visual. Yeah, it really does. Just a really nice light sweetness. Mm-hmm. De- oh, yeah, Devin, explain why lilies come into this. Do lilies grow everywhere in the Palouse? <laughs> lilies, lilies don't grow everywhere in the Palouse, but one of the... It's not really a myth or a legend, but one of the claims about the giant Palouse earthworm is that if you cut it, it smells like lilies. That's yeah. so gross. And that's so out that's there. so weird. I love that we pulled off not one, but two, two scents that have, like, a cryptid component. I don't think you say that a lot. People don't have the sheer fortitude <laughs> to base a perfume on a worm. <laughs> A cryptid worm <laughs> that's real. <laughs> the least creative people out there. I want to see fucking Madonna hucking that as her perfume. We're going to do the Ponderay Paddler. Oh my god. How can you do a perfume based on a wolf that looks like it's pooping? I don't want to know. Coffee. Do you want to do Pike Place because it's yours and then yeah, not St. Helens because it's mine? Uh, yeah. You read my mind. Okay. And we talk about Pike Place in many episodes, but Liz, I think specifically your wonderful tribute to Princess Angeline is my favorite. Yeah, so Princess Angeline is actually back in an episode that's kind of a lost episode now, but you can go listen to it if you Mm -hmm. want. She was Chief Seattle's daughter, and she would sit in the early Pike Place market and sell flowers and baskets and stuff, and she's popped up a couple other times because like, she sold to Daddy Stanley... Pike Place Market in general is like yeah the image to me right of of mm-hmm. Seattle. Mm-hmm. It is the classic. It is the reference. It is the place you got to go. And it is also it's not just like oh it's touristy. It's like this is the it is epicenter of so much of what we love about it. Right that it's got like local stuff and creative art i said creative so weird because i was trying to say creativity and then just stopped and gave up it's got art it's got wonderful food it's got interesting people it's got fun comics and intriguing stuff like the the (laughs) chews of that giant guy and ghosts you gotta have it's some got ghosts. Gum wall. It's super fucking haunted. What I love about Pike Place is it's a yeah. really good mix of tourists and locals because you do have people who are yeah. they're there every fucking week for their fifteen dollar gigantic bouquet of flowers. You've got people who are there at Beecher's yes. Cheese every week or uh, Piroshki's or something like that. That they live down there, mm-hmm. they work mm-hmm. down there. That's going to be their fucking place, and they're damned if they're going to let a bunch of tourists get in their way. But then you also have a bunch of tourists getting in the way, and that's just part of it. Exactly. And it is like, I have never been there when it has not been bananas packed. Totally wall-to-wall, shoulder-to-shoulder. Mm-hmm. So, here's what one of us wrote. I don't know. <laughs> Your you. nose is pulled in every direction as you walk through this bustling market. Strong coffee, sweet produce, and a salty sea breeze predominate in the notes that seize your senses. I wouldn't have had the wherewithal to use the word predominate, so you wrote this one. <laughs> well, I mean, we had to do a coffee thing. Definitely. Right? And it makes sense that it went in the, the Seattle sea. one. This was a little hard to dial in on. I remember the first iteration, the coffee was so strong that Lydia ran away when oh, I opened it. Yeah. Whereas I love coffee. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I love the smell of coffee. It means good things are happening. But we've got this nice balance now with like produce as well and the ocean. This one components. I smell more the ocean first and then the mm-hmm. coffee is like a layer that's after that. Yeah. Okay, last one. <laughs> I'll the start last one's now. about our grand old dame Mount St. Helens. And we talk about Mount St. Helens yeah. in a lost episode, right? It's that and Bigfoot, if I recall, or it's that and Bat Squatch. Yeah. The very first thing that you told me okay. about. So the very first thing I told you about was the Corbin Mansion. And the very first thing you told me about was sort of Mount St. Helens and associated cryptids. So Bigfoot as well as yeah. Bat Squatch. And just in general, we've talked about bunch of times about Mount St. Helens and its influence on everything. Like, I remember when I went to the Mm. Bigfoot well, when I decided to go to step on your toes and talk about the Ape Canyon attack, that's one of the things that makes it very hard to verify that there even was a cabin there, is it's all under ash now. It's all under ash, And that's one of the things that makes it hard to figure out what happened with D.B. Cooper's stuff, because it's all under ash now. Mm, Do you want to read the Mount St. Helens one? Mount St. Helens. Across a meadow, the Pacific Northwest's fiery grand dame appears. Deeper notes of pine, smoke, and wild cannabis are lightened by the sweet scent of West Coast huckleberries and the clean scent of cotton. Liz, tell people why you love huckleberries. Why do I love huckleberries? Yeah, isn't it because they can't be domesticated? They can't be tamed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They can't be domesticated, and you love that about them. Isn't Mm -hmm. that you? I love that. I do love that about them, but I don't know that we've ever talked about this. But sometimes you know things about me that I've never said in words. Yep. So that's Beamed fine. It to me. I think Huckleberry is definitely what I'm picking yeah. up here. And the cotton. Now, why do we have cotton in this one? I do not remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started making a noise, a word would come. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I have that noise you made recorded forever. (laughs) I want you to delete it. Forever. Uh, Delete it. I don't know. Let me pull this up again. Why Why cotton? And see if there's like any insight. Oh, I think what it is is that there's pine smoke. West Coast Huckleberry, Cannabis, and Wood and Fresh Cotton. I can visualize the Palouse one, and I can visualize this one, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've never made it to the top of Mount Rainier's Alpine Meadow, the Glacier Meadow, but this is what I hope it smells like when I finally do it this summer. Mm, You're going to do it? Yes, I am. The one time Jason and I tried to go. It was a comedy of errors. It was too fucking hot. We didn't realize you couldn't have dogs, and we had taken Bailey. And then when we tried to sneak up to it anyway with Bailey, I slipped and not only wanged my knee, I bashed up my camera. Oh. Oh, no. Karma. So we didn't get up there to see the the, uh, flower bloom, but we're going to do it this year. Well, that's good. I want to see Mount St. Helens. I want to acknowledge 
how important and influential mm-hmm. it is. And I like that we found, like, it's different oh, than yeah. Bigfoot, right? Like, this is a different, that one's sort of, like, musky and animal and yeah. it's got that note, whereas this is sort of, like, the setting. It's got the wild, I like, she put wild cannabis. I imagine sure. that exists. It's, I mean, if you come across a field near Mount St. Helens and you find cannabis, uh-uh. don't go, oh, look no. at this cannabis growing wild. You go away. You get out of there very quickly with your hands in plain sight because someone's watching you. Yeah, somebody's, mm-hmm. same with mushrooms in the Pacific Same with Northwest. huckleberries. <laughs> don't touch them, friends. It's somebody's patch. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but it's got the pine and the smoke. So, yeah, I mean, if you had to pick, like, two or three things and say these are Pacific Northwest scents, you'd probably be like pine, coffee, and I don't know if the third pick would be huckleberry or cannabis. But But this is like the quintessential, if I had to like submit one as representation. Oh, totally. Yeah, this is is what an Eddie Bauer should smell like. Oof. I can't even pick. Like, I thought I was going to have more to say about like, "Mm, I don't like this for what? No, apparently today I, I love all of them. Yep. My problem is that I keep trying to reference to, I made sure real quick that I could make a page oh, that was com slash fragrance, and now I've got it open as a tab, there's and I no keep trying to go there to get information, and there's no information. <laughs> you just made it, baby. Just created it. You did? I yep. built a little trap for yep. myself, and I keep following yep, in it. that's Liz's hole. Over and over. <laughs> that's a trap I'd fall in again and again. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> These are all different. For sure. I think you're going to find they're very different from anything that you're going to find in a department store. They're they're really on some other yeah. level stuff. Yeah. And even if I had a blast developing these, yeah. I love that we got to explore this creative direction. Never thought it would be something I would get the opportunity to do. It makes me super happy. Mm-hmm. If you are like, I need to actually smell this. I'm tired of listening to you tell me about this. What they do Yo. at Elden Fragrances and where we're going to send you when you go to ouijabrods.com slash fragrance is sample packs. And here's what she says. You want to try before you buy? We understand that fragrances are very personal experience. Hey. So, if you want to get in on this and you're curious, you might want to find one that's right for you, or all of them. That's an option. I know it's not like us describing it is necessarily enough for you to know that this is right for you. So, all you're going to do is go to ouijabrods.com slash fragrance, and we're going to have a link there, among the other information, to go get a sample pack. What is cool about this is they are $5, and you will get a little card... And it will have the little description, and it will have the scent on it. Boom. You're going to be able to smell them. Oh, yeah. And you can actually also use promo code SAMPLES to reduce your shipping and handling total. If that's all you're getting is samples, you can do that. So you're not going to pay, like, full shipping and handling. You're just going to get this little packet of stuff. Or if you want to jump right in, you feel ready, they're set up for you to do that as well. So you're welcome to go check that out. Go to ouijabrods.com slash fragrance, and we will get you. I did it the wrong way when I first got into this. So I got all the Fairy Tale Princess collection, and I was kind of thinking about doing the Elsa one. 
And then I left it in my car and it was like July. Oh, God. And don't do that. No. Don't hot box no, your car that's... with Elsa perfume. One of many informative it. things I can tell you from my own <laughs> life experience. But the samples are great because I like to try stuff and think about it and try it in different moods and see how it wears. You can go to OuijaBroads.com slash fragrance. I hope this was at least kind of fun to listen to us talk about these things and experiment and check them out and tell you what we were thinking when we came up with this shit. I don't really know how to outro it because it's not a regular episode. But I think we'd like to encourage you to smell weird. I really would love for you to smell weird. Ouijabrods.com slash fragrance. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thank for... you for smelling in the future. <laughs> the end. Ta-da! <laughs> I know, buddy. Good night. Good night.